got a uh, special guest here with us and I think it's important that uh, when we have special guests we have a drinking hand and um, today Corky uh, what are we drinking? Uh, we're on the northerns. We today. are on the northerns. We're on the great northerns. Actually I tried to get long necks but they didn't have them because <sighs> I thought this you know it's a long neck type 30 minutes it's about a long neck you know it's yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect anyway no, a couple of stubbies it'll be. Beautiful. Going down <laughs> a treat. But yeah so what we're going to um, essentially do is talk about our birth stories, um, certainly uh, an episode that I've been really looking forward to recording and yeah, we've been um, thinking about people that would be really good to have on and um, Corky, you've, you talk really well and we really like you and yeah, so thank you very much oh, for, for being here with us. Thank you yeah. super exciting to be yeah. here oh, and uh, what a wonderful opportunity to, to you know, share our, our stories yeah. and, and everyone's unique and, and has a, has a uh, pretty extraordinary story to, to tell too right yeah no well, we're uh, yeah. no, so thanks for having me we're wrapped as well mate so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you our plan will be to to sort of do the birth stories over the two episodes um, Brett, Brett will be here with with Corky um, our special guest and then yeah um, I'll I'll be on the next episode with um, with Hutto alright um, yeah so being very fresh was it now 17 days <laughs> since I'll, I'll kick us off without having to do too much research and homework with Talia but I guess our birth story kind of started or what the birth story was meant to be started a while ago so Talia had a quite a few known complications with birth um, with polycystic ovaries blood clotting disorders um, some sleep apnea etc etc a number of things we'd been seeing uh, quite a renowned uh, midwife and obstetrician in lead up and in planning and it was all planned around taking certain drugs for the pregnancy and then coming off them at the right time and going that's where we're going to be induced early so that was what was meant to be the birth story naturally that didn't happen um jasper decided we're going to go our own way here bad luck all that planning and money you put into the private uh doctors and nurses uh out the window we'll do it my way so oh yeah (laughs) he's been good since he's been good since but we're we're only 17 days in so yeah, what was meant to be a Sunday induced was a phone call on a Thursday at work saying my waters have broken and the heart went, went racing, but it was a, I'm okay, don't stress. We addressed this on last week's episode. Yada, 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 between there and essentially the, the birth story for us started that night. So we're at the hospital, Tali was told she's staying um, and I was told you gotta go home. We knew this ahead of time so it wasn't too stressful. And I'll be called back when active labour started, which was when essentially the cramps were so bad that it was just, I need my partner here. So I left about 10.30 that night, 3.30 in the morning, got the call, back down the hill. Last week you mentioned that that you recorded a bit of audio that was pretty thought disordered. And I wonder if maybe you'd be comfortable with us just inserting a little piece here. Uh, It's 4.30 in the morning, slept terribly. Would have got about two bouts, about an hour and a half sleep. And I'm feeling great. Um, I'm very, very up and about and alert driving down the highway to the hospital. Any other day of my life, three hours of sleep would absolutely horrify me. This morning, I'm alert, I'm, I, I, I'm awake and I'm ready to go from this over to this world. Yeah, look, um, as you can see, not as madness as I thought it would be. A little bit of 
coordination to my wording there, but the usual me at 3.30am would not be as alert as that, but driving down that hill, <laughs> there was uh, a lot happening, that's for sure. So yeah, that, that essentially would be the start of that into the hospital. Contractions were intense and close, so we thought it's happening here. Now we had a nurse, this is about 4.30 in the morning now, measure her, you're one centimetre. We were like, what? How? And Talia was, she couldn't talk, she was on the gas, couldn't even, she was during these contractions, she didn't have the ability to move the gas from holding it to her face, just in that much pain and regular. So it was, we were quite surprised and concerned about one centimetre. So it was like, yep, we'll do the epidural. When that option came up, Talia jumped on it, which was fine. We waited a bit for that and it was more contractions and more contractions and more and more. And I found that period of the birthing process quite passable because I was engaged and I was you know trying to give advice and helping having my hand crunched and all those things so that few hours there until 7.30 when it went in was easy for me I was engaged and locked in the epidural went in at about 7.30 had a doctor come in and do that which was great it was a lot of relief for Talia and it was interesting how when she had to control herself and not react to the contractions had to sit still for the epidural she was able to which was impressive uh, we, we were talking about how incredible the body is and that you can just kind of do what has to be done when you need to so sat through about three contractions while the epidural went in once it went in it was boring i found the process really frustrating because it was from 7 30 a.m till one o'clock was passing time i was six hours just boredom and you know trying to get some sleep watching some netflix doing whatever i could to pass time and talia just napped sat there and did nothing and we could see on the machine she was hooked up to when the contractions came we could see them and they were still pretty regular and they weren't going to measure her until about two three o'clock but they had the the monitor on her belly for jasper to monitor his heart rate how he's going and it was cutting in and out so went right we're going to actually put a clip on his head which is a relatively normal thing now they had a doctor come in to do that she was in there and she went i'm just going to measure i'm here have a look this was a it was a midday it was because it was one o'clock we started pushing sorry so we we haven't given birth yet and they're wanting to monitor jasper by his head yep okay so is he on view at this stage is he like locked and loaded like he's ready to go so he'd been locked and loaded since that night um but essentially he was quite happy where he was and wasn't moving according to them now talia reckons in reflection that first nurse at 4th at m mismeasured her because the contractions were so intense and so close we were quite surprised and because this doctor yeah was like right so the clips this little it's this long tube they stick up talia and clip the little thing to the baby's head to monitor the heart rate and get a really accurate reading yep. so we were fine with that while she's in there she went i'm gonna have a measure here and went you're 10 centimeters you are ready to go which we were like okay so they said you've got an hour the epidural no more of it it'll wear off and you'll be able to feel what you're doing hours time you're pushing get yourself ready so with with the epidural that just meant that each contraction you could see on the machine that it was happening yep but you actually she couldn't feel it no she couldn't feel a thing All from right. essentially like kind of your waist your hips down like so yeah she was sat through as i said there were intense contractions that she was yeah yeah yeah. and as soon as she had the epidural just laid through it so painless yeah no feeling from the waist down just laid in bed yeah then you can see this machine kind of measures it and shows those like two readings one's the heart rate one's this i don't know what you'd call it but it measures the contraction the green reading and you can see it usually sits about 10 and go up to 60 and the next one would go up to 80 and then up to 120 and the higher it is the more intense um didn't feel a thing so that was great and then yeah this doctor said you've got an hour get ready so no epidural one o'clock came around and essentially it was right time to push so legs up here we go yeah so talia was in the normal position pushing and pushing and they were 
the, the the midwife and the doctor were saying you're doing a really good job and she seemed to be she was you know for the contractions it was all very measured breathing and as i said before i was in shock but i was very impressed with tyra and also the pain wasn't there but just the ability to push you could see her whole body just like really getting into this it was almost taken over or overtaken by this ability to push and jasper had made it really hard for her because essentially where the baby sits by the pelvic bone you kind of push come under and then it slides back up did that for was that one o'clock till about quarter past two so over and over again every contraction was this and he would come down they could see him back up eventually another doctor came in came in and said we're going to put you in stirrups and this doctor was great she was assertive and um, put talia in stirrups and said right we have a go at this and talia was really worried because she's heard that stirrups is a bad thing it means there's something going okay, wrong right. but she pushed three times and just was out first one brought him down past the the pubic bone second was head out third was the rest of the body um and it was just as quick as that um yeah i uh did this doctor uh, dared me or enticed me to look as Jasper was coming out which i was very firm beforehand i'm not looking i'm saying you know head end the business can happen down there i'll be up for moral support this doctor was like come on let's have a look the head's out and had a look didn't pass out funnily enough the only time i felt like passing out was during the epidural and i saw nothing i was facing talia and the doctor was behind her but i actually nearly sat myself on the floor because i was like I'm going. Yeah, but Brett, it is a pretty low low bar for you passing out. You've given blood three times, passed out three times, now you've been banned for life, isn't that right? Yeah, I've, that's not so much the sight of anything. That's the loss of blood, I think, but oh, I, one, I was actually from, quite nervous. One, one from one. One from one, okay. <laughs> Feeling better about myself. <laughs> the real one and done. One real and done. Um, yeah, I probably should have mentioned something to a doctor or nurse um, because I was a bit concerned about how I'd handle it, but yeah, incredibly well. As I said before, I think it was shock, but got through it just fine. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was after that. Like there was some tearing, but because she had the epidural, had no feeling and very, very normal stuff. Uh, the doctors were yeah really great at helping out, talking us through what that meant. And what, what I found most incredible was that even with the epidural after that, because it takes a time to wear off. Talia didn't really have much pain at all. It only came kind of the next day. So the actual birthing process and our birthing story was quite pleasing. Like we, as I said, had a lot of lead up and told that this might happen and that might happen and there was always the worry about c-section because of the blood thinners coming off that and if she bleeds too much she went to theatre and if that happens what do I do but it came as natural as it possibly could with all of Tali's complications what I expected to be quite a stressful time really quite pleasing relieving relieving is a much better word yeah it was yeah made it a really relieving time um, and one that as everyone talks about becomes the happiest day of your life and it was easy to enjoy that moment we talked about on the last episode, I suppose, um, those moments after birth and then when Jasper was moved into the NICU. But um, can you just just give us a quick um, moment just on that sort of feeling when when you first get to see your son? Yeah. Um, I don't... So, like, was he um, like held up to you or what was your... Your very first interaction with Jasper, like, so um, our first meeting with Jasper was interestingly kind of as Talia pushed him out, the doctor kind of grabbed him. Now we didn't know it was him at this point. Just grabbed him quickly, kind of threw him straight on Talia's chest. And yeah, we didn't know gender, we didn't know anything. We just knew he had a healthy baby who was breathing and happy. And and then for about ten minutes, we just kind of sat and reveled and you know enjoyed that moment together. And um, I was kind of sitting the the way that Jasper's head was facing and Talia was too so it was kind of a nice little family moment um, and that was one of the ecstasy and we kind of forgot that 
we didn't know the gender it was just we had a healthy baby who was there and that was incredible and um, then after 10 minutes the doctor decided right shall we do the gender reveal and we we're like yep so she kind of just lifted him up and then moved the umbilical cord and went you know we went yep oh it's a boy how good's that and yeah that was it was incredible from there that from there it was pretty swift you know they do the, the weight and the length and then she should ship him off to the sugar test but that kind of period there was incredible i don't think there's a way to describe it there isn't yeah that moment of just him on talia's chest and us being together and with all the doctors and nurses that were in and out you don't see them you don't notice them uh, like it probably may have been 10 minutes it felt like forever and it was and that that time between mother and child right there and then i think they call it the golden hour or and that's just the most incredible uh skin on skin contact yeah. like and yeah i think the the recently doing a lot of research to learn more about that uh, period of time immediately post-birth and the you know uh, implication it can have on on the child itself and that's so special it just is just so incredibly special it is incredible isn't it especially after you know the the lead up with any complications and um and the, the marathon that that you've both gone through especially Talia um you know as yeah just that that sense and that that moment that you're just almost just peaceful and and yeah. and you're with this beautiful little gift and <laughs> yep. yeah no and like that ecstasy like being that our birth was quite natural and um, complication free in the end that moment of ecstasy was so amazing i can imagine that as we'll talk about probably in future episodes for more complicated births it would just be that relief like we it wasn't so much relief it was just yeah that yeah. joy and that ecstasy of having our child here imagine through a complicated birth would just be absolute relief and indescribable yeah it's um and like sanding how uh we've obviously had quite different stories but ours wasn't a complicated birth either and and it really i'd be so scared you know in that moment of of say any complications or you know because there's so many things that can happen and um there all could could happen and and that's it you end up in in theater or and at the end of it when you're holding this beautiful child and you think how lucky we are that yeah it was it's happened and and yeah. he's here and yeah it's um because there's just so many things that could happen yeah so absolutely. many yeah unreal it is unreal isn't it it's super super beautiful and yet yeah, um, yeah. really appreciate yeah sharing your story here yeah with this bill um yeah very very cool and yeah it's I like honestly everyone has a story and they're all a bit different um and when they end with a you know healthy bub and healthy mum it's just wonderful Corky we're both really excited to <laughs> hear your story yeah I suppose uh, can you take us to those you know yeah, really absolutely. really early stages and yeah, run um, us through a little bit different to uh, to Brett and Talia my wife Kingsley can I just say from the get go was phenomenal you know you can't um, say that mate absolutely and, yeah. uh, that'll uh, that'll please her um, <laughs> no look she was she was absolutely sensational um, we were lucky enough to to get into the, the midwifery group practice and they're uh, they're very big on the that that connection with with the mother with the natural side of of you know that's it the, the breathing the meditation the uh, candles different ways and techniques of of uh, relaxation during the the contractions and and the actual the, the birth but um 
yeah, so we, I think it was the Thursday morning at about 5 a.m., Kingsley felt kind of first first contraction and kind of said to me, uh, you know, woke me up and said, I think I've just had a really, really big one. And I'm like, right, okay, no worries. And I got nervous because I, I hadn't finished all my work yet, so I quickly <laughs> got on the laptop to finish a few things. Um, How quickly did the heart rate rise? Oh, yeah, yeah, pretty quick. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, yeah, I got on the laptop, sorted out work, and I was like, right, now I can shut it and not have to think, and, you know, I can be fully fully there with, with Kings and be by her side. Phone was off, like, happy days. Amazing. But, uh, yeah, so that was... Thursday morning, 5 a.m., and it was interesting how the uh, the day went. We actually, as as the contractions kind of grew a little closer together and a bit more intense, um, we went on a couple of walks around the block because that was uh, beneficial in helping the baby move kind of downwards a little into the right position, but also to, um, I guess, you know, the wind in your hair kind of thing. Um, how um, how many weeks into your pregnancy were you at this stage? I think we were at about 41. I reckon we were just a, just a little bit late. Not to be unexpected, as I think uh, a lot of Kingsley's siblings were also late. But, uh, yeah, nothing that we were too concerned. We actually were booked in for a, um induction, yeah, induced. Uh, I think it was within about four or five days of, of when uh, we had him anyway, when we had Harrison. But, uh, yeah, we... Uh, he came naturally of his own accord, yeah. uh, like you might say. How, how did King's handle getting to forty-one weeks? Because Talia struggled to get to thirty-eight. How was uh, she? She was she was pretty good. Um, she was very disappointed when uh, she found out she had uh, mild gestational diabetes, um, which was only diet related. So was able to change the diet and not not have to administer uh, insulin. How far along did you find that out? <laughs> um, probably I think it was about midway about 20 odd week mark yeah. but uh, yeah we knew Harry was getting a bit bigger but uh, the um, midwife wasn't wasn't overly concerned so it was really happy with uh, how Kings was progressing and um, yeah managed the diet pretty well which Kings loves a snack so that was uh, that was <laughs> relatively painful <laughs> but uh, yeah no we got we got there um but uh, I reckon it was about it was about 7 p.m. on the Saturday, uh, sorry, on the Thursday night that uh, the contractions really started to to ramp up in intensity and um, duration and close together. And that was when we thought, right, you know, Kingsley's mum, Lucina, was a uh, fantastic rock for both of us. And uh, we were like, right, let's let's call Lucina. She's uh, had six kids of her own, so. So and it's a, it's a pretty experienced campaigner, isn't it? Yes, very much. Been <laughs> present for many, many um, grandchildren already. So on the dog and bone to Lucina, she come round and she was fantastic in the way that uh, a lot of the things I hadn't thought of or techniques I could use to, to help Kingsley relax. And uh, she was, yeah, she was fantastic. So about 7 p.m., Lucina came round. We... Uh, we had to think at that point Kingsley was using the kitchen bench as a uh, a leaning post, um, <laughs> just kind of swaying of the hips and yep. and riding out those contractions. And then uh, uh, we actually moved from there into the shower, and uh, the water 
automobile was quite large, but um, <laughs> nah, in in the shower, the the the, the hot water, not not um, boiling hot, but nicely warm uh, on her uh, her back because she was getting not only the contractions at the front, but cramps in in her back muscles as well. And so that 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 running warm water was really relaxing for her. Um, and that was when probably about nine ish when I made a phone call to the MGP midwife saying look uh, well, this is where we're at and she said look you know, keep wonderful keep keep monitoring all that I need about 45 minutes of heads up when you come into the hospital because <laughs> I need to get there and get everything ready at that point was your midwife encouraging you to stay home yes still um, I don't know if she realized just where we were at at that point maybe I wasn't descriptive enough um, so so uh, did she probably not realised that you were maybe as far along as you were? Yeah, that's what I think. Um, maybe I just didn't time the contractions well enough or express myself. But, um, yeah, we uh, within 20 minutes I'd called her back and said, no, we're, Kingsley had already said we're going to hospital. So. And when, when you know, obviously uh, the mother uh, is ready. Uh, and, and the MGP are very strong on the the natural... Um, let's try and, and do as much as we can naturally at home in your own comfort away away from the hospital and and we did and we and you know Kingsley Kingsley really did wonderfully and then when time came she knew and she said All right, let's go to hospital rang the poor Sasha the poor midwife back and said no, we're, we're coming now and she's <laughs> like right I better get to hospital like, yep no worries so but that meant I had to make sure the bags were packed etc um put the dog uh were the bags already packed cooked three quarters i reckon um yeah from from that afternoon we'd uh not quite packed everything but it was quickly into the car got got all that sorted did you overpack or no i think we were bad on the money i reckon we were pretty good we took half the house so (laughs) (laughs) nah we um no we were pretty good i gave a quick phone call to my mum and she came down and picked the dog up and so that was all sweet the house was locked up and yeah that similar to, to yourself <laughs> that drive when you got uh, Lucina on the back seat with Kingsley and I was just kind of you know st- straight down Marion Road to Flinders and um, <laughs> yeah pretty pretty full on now I think that was when the the, the nerves kind of you know started kicking a bit for me, for me when I was like right this is this is happening this is 9 o'clock on a Thursday night yeah, this yep. is probably about probably about ten o'clock at that point. Yeah, and so by the time we'd got to hospital and I wandered into the emergency and I was kind of standing at the desk, no one's there, and ring the bell and they're like, "Oh, just a minute," and I'm like, uh, <laughs> "Yep, <laughs> not just a minute, no worries." And she came out. And I'm like, "Um, oh, my wife's uh, in labour in the car just outside," and she's like, "You're very calm." I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> "Do you reckon we can just get a wheelchair?" And <laughs> but um. Yeah, so she got wheeled up and I was on parking duties. So parked the car, and by the time I I got up, the uh, the bath was halfway run. Kingsley was in the shower again, and uh, Lucina was in the, in there with her. From what I recall, she was just kind of on the leaning on the bar in the shower, um, letting that water drip over her again. Really relaxing, nice and hot. Um, and I had a hot uh, flannel which I was using to to kind of soothe the. Uh, the lower lower stomach part, um, and we oof, would have spent a good hour and a half in there, I reckon. Um, and you know, Kingsley riding out the contractions, a lot of positive 
talking. Um, and interesting enough, when when Kingsley got in, she tried to go to the bed, and her back just wouldn't 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 allow her to lie down on the bed. Just too much pain and and discomfort. And uh, she did say to the midwife, "Do you want to just quickly check?" where I'm at and um, Sasha's like nah I think you're pretty good so <laughs> um, you do whatever you want and so they went to the shower from there we uh, yeah we a lot of a lot of that positive talk um, and then she decided she wanted to migrate to the uh, to the bath and from the bath that was where we uh, spent the next couple of hours um, between uh, using using the bar again and kind of being on her on her knees to being sprawled in the corner um, once again, with the with the lots of lots of hot water and and reassurance and um, kind of mopping of the of the stomach and the back and and we're talking sort of early hours of Friday morning now. Yeah, so that would have been at about um, yeah about the one one a.m. twelve thirty one a.m. on the Friday morning um, and from from that point that was when you know that's it, it it's really really happening and I thought I'd be the same as you I, I packed my little kit of supplies to um to get me through and uh in the end I was getting actually a little nervous because Kingsley was you could tell she was she was tiring um but she, we had made the decision that it would be as a, an absolute last resort for the epidural and so when the when the get happy gas got got offered um Kingsley obliged because that was in the the birth plan and so but she wasn't really getting much out of the out of the gas so she really did power power through um but i found that the gatorade i packed for myself um (laughs) i was kind of feeding between contractions and uh i had a had a bucket of ice chips and um and the powerade so between each contraction i'd vary between giving ice chips to cool her down, get a little bit of water into her, another contraction, then offer some power aid, another contraction, then back to the ice chips. And and she was very good in the way that a firm hand would come and say, no, she didn't need to say anything. It was like, no more ice chips or no more Gatorade or, yeah. And then and, and that's the whole time, be it with the hot flannel and if it was not in the right place, she would be mid-contraction but adjust that herself and, you know... Okay knew what was comfortable what was working what wasn't working and very much like in contact with with where she was at but uh it was uh about about one thirty on the money when um the active labor kind of started and um at that point uh we kind of exited the water but if you can imagine using the step into the bath to, as kind of like your your position for your knees and you kind of brace yourself on the bath almost semi all fours kind of thing and that was where the kind of the pushing um started and uh at 152 um harry popped out so it was 22 minutes of active labor wow and that's incredible it was the most phenomenal experience um and as i said i'm so proud of of kingsley because she was just incredible and with doing it basically without, you know, medication or, or um, pain relief, and That's yeah, that is incredible. Oh, it was just yeah. phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And I don't know how she did it, and she is one stubborn individual, but you know, <laughs> she knew what she wanted, and 
she wanted uh, as much of a natural um, experience, and well, she got it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, you mentioned how proud you were of Kingsley, um, and I remember yeah feeling that overpowering like two feelings once had Jasper arrived: the love for this little newborn human that was you know now mine and my responsibility, and as you said, the excitement of that adventure. But that pride that I felt entirely yeah. was just as overwhelming as the love. I'd, Absolutely. Yeah, like it was a love that I felt for her that I'd a different kind that I've never felt before, and it was just pride because she'd done so well and held it out. I'd had a mate mentioned to me exactly that and he said you thought you loved her before it your appreciation and love will just skyrocket afterwards you know yeah absolutely in that moment um too but even since then this what 17 days just some of the things that she's able to do with jasper and you know the time that she commits to him and um the sacrifices she makes of her time and is yeah it's yeah makes you very proud yeah 100 you said to, to Brett about that first kind of uh, that moment and um, my best mate Dixon had asked you know, you know what was it like where were you you know and I said look I wasn't I wasn't Adam Gilchrist but I was Matthew Hayden in the slips <laughs> right there you know midwife took the took the brunt of it but um, just standing there and I saw his head exactly the same come out yeah. and kind of go back in and then come out a bit and then go back in and just watching this head appear and and then uh, all of a sudden he, he almost just kind of popped out and the, I remember the first thing that I saw was a very red inflamed uh, scrotum and <laughs> yeah. couldn't quite figure out what was happening and then all of a sudden that's it, little baby boy and yeah. and I was exactly the same, the tears tears flowed when, uh, when we finally realised just what, what uh, had popped out um, and we, we didn't know we had also kept it a surprise like the, like the two of you and that's amazing yeah. fantastic yeah and uh, yeah very emotional kind of first time I've talked about it since or the, in this depth since uh, since that night so did you have names picked did you know uh, uh, we did we had did you have a girl on a boy name we had a girl on a boy name and if I remember correctly we even had a second girl's name just in case the <laughs> first one didn't fit yep. um but uh, no, we only had Harry or Harrison for for the boy, and we hung our uh, hats on the fact that it would fit. And and sure enough, yeah, we were very happy. But uh, yeah, it was you know, incredible. Um, but uh, unfortunately, Kingsley was a little bit too eager to have him out, and okay. therefore had to uh, get trundled off to to theatre to get fixed up. And that was nerve wracking because it. I, I don't know how long these things normally take, um, but uh, it was about three hours, and I was sitting in, in the room with this, you know, hour and a half old child, and you know the sugars had been done and and tests had been done, and and the midwife was in and out, and and I was just sitting there like, well, what do I do now, you know, oh and sitting in my arms, um, and I couldn't help but keep looking at my watch and thinking, does it does it normally take this long, or and, you know. And, have that flood of just thoughts going through your head how is she doing it and i had i'd heard no update or um yeah had, and it, um had she torn yeah yeah so was the it was uh i reckon they call it a grade three i think is what comes yeah. to mind and so post-birth when when harry was on her her chest we had the uh, uh had the doctor come in and just kind of check her out and said look yeah 
I'd like to try and do it in the room, but I I think there's a bit more to it than what we what we realised. So we're going to take it to theatre. And Kingsley was very calm. Being being a nurse, you know, she's not nervous around that that sort of environment. So uh, she was very good, and you know, and we talked about what can happen with with a natural birth um, like that. And so, you know, it was but realising right, it is actually kind of okay, semi serious. Um, and so, yeah, she went off to get fixed up, and Kingsley's mum had uh, had uh, called her a night and also had her off and. And that was it. So, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, Kingsley was stitch up. The, the doctors and the and the midwives were fantastic. All's well and, and ends well. So, it must have been tough for you to go from the ecstasy of the birth into not knowing about Kings. That must have been it, a horribly tough yeah, tough it, few hours. It was very, very uh, a lot harder than what I'd anticipated. Um, and it was just more that fear of the unknown you know like and I'm uh, I'm a, I've got a horrible habit of kind of thinking of the, the worst possible scenario and you know I know I know shit scared you know for for Kingsley um and so the the sheer sense of relief when um I found out that she'd been taken to a uh, a different uh, post op kind of ward and so we'd relocate down there but yeah very very relieved um it it was probably half an hour between kind of the uh, having him on the on Kingsley's chest and and enjoying it because the, they didn't take that away from us. You know, she wasn't bleeding out or anything, so we had that that beautiful time. And it may well have even been an hour before it's like right, you know, let's let's go and get you fixed up. Uh, yeah, yeah, that 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 moment of cutting the umbilical cord as well, and you know, just it happened very very fast, very fast. So what time did you reunite with Kingsley on the post-op ward? I reckon it was, yeah, it would have been about the the 5.30, I reckon 5, 5.30 kind of mark, um, off the top of my head. Yeah. Follow-up question. That's a huge 7 a.m. Thursday through to, yep. like, yep. what's that, 5 a.m. Saturday? No, that, no was, Friday. that was Friday morning, yeah. yeah so mm-hmm. I can, like, and that's a stressful, chaotic... 22 hours yeah how, how were you feeling that's I was uh, I was really good I was immensely relieved at how Kingsley had had gone through it um, nervous at obviously the, uh, the new child that we had in front of us and, and the, the new <laughs> adventure we're about to go on but uh, I think like Kingsley was ob- obviously absolutely shattered but um, you know with, with good reason and uh, I actually had to run off and go to a doctor's appointment myself that that morning, so I got about an hour or so worth of kip before heading off to the doctor's, and then I remember sleeping in the car park at the doctor for about another 45 minutes or so, and then um, after my appointment went back to the, back to the hospital to, to see Kings, and um, at that point we were in the heat of COVID, so you had a quite a firm rule of you were allowed two visitors other than the the father so um, that made it a little bit more difficult with um, getting people in to see Kings and, and Harry I think Kingsley's parents were the first to visit I reckon it was probably Friday afternoon if not Saturday morning first thing when they kind of um, visited but um, Kingsley's surgery meant that we, we had spent 
probably three or so days in hospital post post birth um just in the recovery and and that was really good because you had that hands-on um assistance when it comes to trying to bring the milk in or um all sorts of questions and about you know his how quickly he was breathing and because i was very surprised at how you know they had little yeah little Absolutely. i can see the vein just like not normal and you know it's nice to feel like you have that professional support oh, in those early days isn't it because you just think like how am i going to keep a child alive uh, how can this it. be my responsibility yep that's yeah. it and we've just uh so harry is now 13 months old and we just celebrated his um first birthday on finally had the party on the weekend and i was weekend just gone yeah just literally literally yesterday um yeah i I thought it was just more of a celebration of keeping him alive for a year (laughs) you know (laughs) we done good (laughs) you've done good you've done very good absolutely (laughs) what a uh what an absolutely incredible experience you know and as we said like every child and every mother are different and you know you, you have many many different experiences and and isn't that just the beauty of it though yeah. you know there's no textbook to it and you guys uh talked about going around again <laughs> it's a very one-sided conversation <laughs> um, you know we uh definitely have talked about it um and i have said how i we both would like another one but i am very content with where we are at the moment um <laughs> yeah that's not to say i know kingsley has um, earmarked say end of the year slash first parts of next year you know like to uh fall pregnant again yeah. so you know if that's the that's kind of the the timeline um i'm still a little nervous about <laughs> it but um you know that that's i'll get there i'll get there yeah, um and and I just think it's because I've I've gotten so comfortable finally with with where Harry's at and um, you know the sleeping and the eating and all that that why change it you know we've, we've just got <laughs> ourselves into this you know and now you want to throw another another one in the ring so. Oh, I'll be on that for sure. <laughs> well, Gorky, thank you so much for uh, thanks, guys. sharing your story, mate. What yeah, an absolute, absolute pleasure. Yeah, um, congratulations to to yeah, you and you. to Kingsley and yeah. You know, you're a yeah, wonderful dad and a great man, and Harry's a, he's happy, he's, he's, a, a, he's, he's good, a lucky boy. Good little fat boy. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way you want him. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, look, thank, you, thank you very much, guys. Yeah, what a, thank what you a cool experience. Thank Sorry you. for this too much. I don't know. Oh, that's great.